0: Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. During today's episode, your host, Mark Friedman, may discuss specific financial planning and investment ideas that are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please remember that investing involves risk and may include loss of principle. Always consult a certified financial planner professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, and SIPC. And now, here's the host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial.
1: Another edition of Dollars and Cents with Friedman Financial. My name is Mark Friedman and I'm joined by my co host Marion Gilman. How are you today, Marion?
0: Awesome, Mark. Just fabulous.
1: Oh, I got a better answer. It's like doing there just great. Go. I got yep. a different answer today.
0: Hey, so we had, uh you know, it's been a beautiful week here. It really has been. We had a magnificent moon last night. We I mean, did. what could be better? Right,
1: it's finally. It was, you know, the humidity has kind of disappeared this week.
0: This, uh, You know, the hair is actually not all frizz every day. Yeah, it's you know, really awesome.
1: But it's it's been really, really nice. And it so has. I hope if you're in Massachusetts or in the New England area that you are enjoying this wonderful weather. If you were in other parts of the country, I know some of you are sweltering yeah. um, while others are inundated with rain and all different types of weather. You know, hey, it happens. It Absolutely. happens. And Absolutely. I, I always find it interesting how people say oh this is the hottest you know season we've ever had on record or the coldest or the wettest or the driest you know what we go through hills and valleys
0: we're in new england right we are uh... but
1: you know in other parts of the country too sure you know everybody goes through these periods of time i'm sure you know look we don't we probably don't have much history or record on anything more than maybe 150 years of weather and climate but i'm sure we've been through lots
0: i'm sure we have and we just don't remember it, or we weren't here to experience it. Right, how quickly it, so. we forget?
1: I mean, yeah. think about this. Think about how quickly we forget. Is it hard to believe that two and a half years ago we were approaching COVID? Or oh, three and a half years ago.
0: Yes, 2020. 22. Yeah.
1: 22 20, Feb- right. March
0: of 2020. Right. Three and a half years and ago, And
1: so almost. almost three years ago. So if we were in August, yeah. what were we doing in August? You still we, couldn't go out and do anything, right? Of
0: course not. I mean... Actually, I think we had come back to the office, but we would never would have sat this close together. No, you know? absolutely not. Right, we were facing one another. We all stayed in our own offices. We stayed six feet apart. Uh, we were very cautious. Yeah,
1: it's, it's amazing how, how many times we will run into people that will say, well, this time it's different, whether it's the markets, whether it's the weather, whether it's the way people prepare food. This time it's different. This is what's changing. This is, you know what?
0: It's never different. It's
1: never different. We just go through these hills and valleys. Yeah. And it all works itself out.
0: And it might take longer for the market to recover. Sometimes it could be shorter. We go through unemployment, same thing. I mean, sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. But again, it's a cycle.
1: Right. I mean, think about inflation.
0: Right. I mean, a
1: year or two or June of last year, June, inflation was at like 9%, I think. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. And now it's at 3. Certainly I mean,
0: come down significantly. Right,
1: and I, I, to me, I, where have you seen, Marion, the highest in the greatest increase in costs? When you're when you going out shopping, going anywhere, where do you see you noticing the biggest increase in costs? Well,
0: I, I actually think restaurants have been the biggest increase in cost for us.
1: I would I would agree. I, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's not uncommon to you know. It all depends on where you want to go out to eat, of course, but restaurants have had to increase their costs, their prices, just because their costs of goods have gone up as well.
0: Exactly, and um, their costs for employees, their labor costs have gone up as well. A- absolutely. And you know what, I know a lot of people are adding on um, a kitchen appreciation fees or other kinds of fees, and those have come under fire lately. You
1: think those are going away?
0: I think not. I no. do not no. think they're going away. So
1: I always find it interesting. Remember the times when, like a year ago, a year and a half ago, gas was selling for close to five dollars a gallon, right? right? And now it's in the threes. Yep. And a lot of these low threes, tr- too. low threes, right? Yeah. A lot of these trucking companies, the um, the livery companies, the taxis, the Ubers, whatever it might be, they would all cha- put add a fuel surcharge.
0: And it hasn't gone away. Have you has seen it? that fuel no. surcharge go away? And the airlines, and in the, right? And yeah. and if
1: it has gone away, it's been buried somewhere mm-hmm. else, right? So, just. We all have to be realistic The things are going to get more expensive.
0: You know, one of, the, one of the things you have to remember is that for years, we had virtually no inflation.
1: That's right. And we got so used to it.
0: We did. And, you know, there are pros and cons to that. So Social Security for several years didn't increase at all or increased under 1% per year last year the increase in social security was what 5.7 yeah. percent The year before that it, it was, was nine like nine something. or ten percent yeah exactly
1: so I, I think it's interesting where people are complaining how much prices have gone up but they're not recognizing how much of an increase in compensation certainly at the senior level yes you know from social security that right. they've received now if you are someone that was a teacher or worked in a corporate entity where you got a pension and you chose not to roll over the lump sum and instead purchased the pension, the buying power of your pension has dropped off quite significantly.
0: Right, that's the one disadvantage of pensions. You know, pensions are great because it's a guaranteed income stream, but it's also typically a guaranteed income stream that does not increase over the years. That's
1: right, yeah. and, and it speaks to the reason why when you're thinking about retirement, as much as people would love to have a guaranteed income stream. And I think guaranteed income streams are a wonderful thing to have as part of your overall income strategy. You need to have other resources that are flexible enough to help you keep pace with inflation.
0: And and also um, flexible enough such that if you need some additional monies here or there, let's say you need a new car and you know, your pension is just not gonna cover it, then you have some other source to get some money from.
1: And you know one of the things that we see in our practice certainly is new prospects come knocking on our door and they and they expose us to their current financial situation many who perhaps have never done any financial planning in the past and perhaps there's others that have worked with advisors we find that many people have a very unbalanced portfolio and I'm not talking about stocks to bonds to cash I'm talking about retirement money to personal money.
0: Well you know what I don't believe that many people think about that no and the easiest way to save of course is through your 401k at work if you have the ability to do that it comes out pre-tax from your paycheck if you're saving into a traditional uh, 401k you never see that money so it's very easy to do that because you don't have the temptation Uh, of it going into your checking account and then having it there to spend.
1: Right, it's like we say, money you don't see is money you won't spend.
0: Exactly. So unfortunately, we see a lot of people that build up 401k assets or retirement assets all going to be taxable income when they take it out and there's nothing outside of that.
1: Right, so what they think about is that, you know, let's say they've now retired and let's say they have a million dollars in a retirement plan and perhaps they're collecting between... Uh, the couple, maybe they're getting $50,000 in social security income. Well, that $50,000 from social security is generally taxable. Yes. Depending depending at at certain rates, of course. But then they want to take income from their million dollar 401k plan, which perhaps they might roll over to an IRA, and let's say we're gonna send them $4,000 a month. 4,000 from that. From that that million dollars. Right, so you're getting $50,000 in social security $4,000 $4,000 a month is $48,000. Well, that's $98,000 in fully taxable income. Correct. Now, you're not having FICA taxes or social security taxes taken out. It's,
0: but it's federal and state income taxes. Right. state and Massachusetts. Right, and so
1: now all of a sudden you say, well, I need another $40,000 to buy a car. So What do you do?
0: What do you have to take out of that retirement account to net after tax money of $40,000 it could easily be 60,000 more that you have to take out. And
1: so now if you add that 60 to the 98,000 you were already taking now you've pushed yourself up into a higher tax bracket. That's right. So what some people might say, well if that's all that I have maybe I will finance the car and only take monthly payments from my IRA.
0: Yeah, and sometimes that's a great idea. I mean, we've you know, when the interest rates were 2.2%, 3%, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's not a bad idea. On the other hand, right now, interest rates can be over 7%. Right. Not such a good deal anymore.
1: It, right. You're paying, not only are you paying taxes to take money out to make your payments, you're also having to pay finance charges to purchase a vehicle. Right. So the, the point that we're trying to make is when you're looking at your overall financial situation, you need to have a balance of money that's in retirement plans, and money that's in accounts where, if you took money out, the tax liability wouldn't be as significant. That's sometimes just called a Roth IRA, where you can take money out. But others are a personal investment account.
0: That's right, and you know one one of the new rules that are coming into play next year um, might allow people to save a little bit more in after-tax money, and that is that um, for as of right now, if you're over age 50, you are allowed to put a certain amount of money in your retirement account, and you're also allowed what's called a catch-up provision. And that catch-up provision is $7,500 this year. Well, beginning next year, um, if you make over, I believe it's $148,000 a year. What number is, yeah, with the numbers, but somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. That um, extra, that catch up provision, you're not allowed to do that pre tax.
1: So it has to go post tax into perhaps a Roth IRA.
0: And that would allow you to build up money after tax.
1: Which isn't a bad idea. It's not. But your employer has to offer a Roth option.
0: Exactly.
1: And a lot of employers aren't even offering that option right now. Right. So you, you need to find a balance. And that's one of the things that we take great pride in here at Friedman Financial is our ability to work with our clients to help them determine where is the best place to take money from all of your accounts so that you pay the least amount in taxes. And how do we do that, Marion?
0: Well, you know, we we always have an overview of every account that the client has, whether it's held with us or held somewhere else. So if they, you know, we always encourage everyone to keep an emergency fund at the bank, but when a client needs extra money, we, we, first of all, we have a very t- powerful tax planning software. Correct. We North, don't do taxes, you know? but we
1: can do tax planning for you.
0: Correct. So we can give an estimate. If we have your old tax return, we can give an estimate of what your taxable income might be. And then we look and say, okay, well, how much have they taken out of you know, a traditional IRA this year, a 401k? And what will happen if they need to take more money out of that traditional IRA? or can they take it from a different account and will that reduce their taxes this year?
1: Right, and we can actually see through our software to see how much does your tax bracket increase based upon the amount of money that's coming out.
0: Absolutely, and, and some of you might also know that you know once you get over a certain tax bracket or a certain amount of taxable income, your social security benefit it has a higher premium associated. That's with right. It. I'm sorry, Medicare, Your Medicare benefit, premium right has
1: a higher premium.
0: Right. And so a lot of people want to be sure they stand at that limit as well.
1: Right. So there's all sorts of rules little things that we generally don't think about. And we you know if, you've always said Marion, if you don't know, you don't you don't know what you don't know, right? Yes, exactly. And And we find that so often with clients they think they have these general understandings of how personal finance works. And for the most part, they've they've got all the right theming to it. It's just the particulars as it relates to their situation that some nuances and understanding some nuances there can really save you some money.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we we also um, look at estate planning documents, and I can't tell you how many times we see trusts that have never been funded.
1: Yes, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that we do here at the office is when you come in to visit with us, we ask you to, of course, provide us with investment statements and your 401k statements. But we also ask for bank statements and tax returns and insurance policies. But we also ask for your estate planning documents, because how many times have we run into people who have said, oh, I went to an estate planning attorney. I had a will drafted, a trust drafted, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy. And they said, all of my stuff is in trust. And, and nothing's what in trust. <laughs> and not, but but Mark, but the attorney drafted the trust. What do you mean it's not in trust? What, well, what does that mean, Mary?
0: Drafting a trust, when the attorney writes up a trust and you sign that document, that's creating the trust account. You actually now need to rename your assets in the name of the trust. The assets that can be renamed in the name of the trust. The attorney doesn't do that. They will typically tell you to do that, but sometimes the instructions are unclear. Um, and if you don't retitle your assets, you know, you don't, it, it's essentially not even having a trust.
1: Right. But you spent a lot of money to have the trust. We did. We see this happen a lot. So let's say for instance, you have a joint account at bank of America and you also had a trust drafted by your attorney. It's just, you know, the Friedman family trust and I have an account at Bank of America that's Mark Friedman and Laura Friedman. Well, that bank account is not in the trust. That bank account is Laura and Mark Friedman joint account.
0: And God forbid both of you died at the same time, that bank account is in limbo now. It right. goes through probate.
1: Right, and the trust was designed to protect you from probate.
0: That's right. And and to pass it on to the next generation potentially or charity or whatever you whatever your desires are. But if you have not put it in the trust, doesn't make a difference. So
1: so how do you do that, Marion? How do you put, if you have the trust, and I had a joint account and a bank account, how do I put my joint account into the trust?
0: So what you have to do is, it's it can be a lot of paperwork and a pain in the neck, particularly if you have 10 accounts at the bank. Um, you have to go down and to the bank, you have to get new paperwork, set up an account in the name of the trust, and then you have to move the old account the money in the old account into the new account.
1: And then when I get my statement from Bank of America, it's going to say the Friedman Family Trust, Mark and Laura, trustees.
0: That's correct. And
1: now you know it's in the trust.
0: That's right. So it is now funded in the trust. Don't forget, though, that typically the account number changes. A lot of things happen. So if this is a checking account, you need to change all of your direct deposits.
1: But you know, that might seem like a pain in the neck, but if your goal was to avoid probate, yeah. if your goal was to put things into your trust like you think they are, there's some work involved. And, and, you know, certain, moving some assets into trusts is easier than others. I don't want to make it sound like this is this enormously cumbersome process, but you need to know what you're doing. And part of what we do with our clients when they go to an attorney and they have a trust drafted, we're helping them in many cases change the registration. To the trust. Or at least
0: instructing them what they have to do if they go to the bank to do it.
1: Right, because you may change the name of a beneficiary on your account right. to a trust. That's right. Now, there's reasons why you wanna do that and reasons why you don't wanna do that. We'll save that for another discussion on our podcast. But for now, I just want you to realize that personal finance isn't something as simple as just picking an investment strategy and forgetting about it. There's a lot of pieces A lot of pieces to that puzzle. At Friedman Financial, we get involved in all of those pieces. We can help you implement some of them. We can steer you to professionals to help you implement some of the others, but know that we can serve as your quarterback, that we can be that resource that you need in understanding the big picture of your financial advice. And frankly, we provide you with financial advice in a language you can understand, of course, but also we ask you the questions that perhaps were uncomfortable to ask or you didn't even know to ask.
0: That's right. and and a lot of times it's that you just didn't know what to ask. We also can give you advice as to what you know what documents you do need from an attorney and what you don't. Um, because a lot of times people get into this mode of uh, everybody else has a trust or, you know, I've heard I need a trust, and maybe they don't need a trust at all.
1: Absolutely. So if now's the time to get serious about your financial planning and investment management needs, I hope you'll give, up, give us a call. Pick up the phone, 978-531-8108. That's 978-531-8108. Or visit us on the web. You can find out all sorts of information about our firm, about our fees, about our processes, our types of clients that we serve, anything and everything you want to know. It's probably there on the website. Go to FriedmanFinancial.com. That's Friedman. to
0: E's in a day <laughs>
1: Financial.com. And if you'd like to get our newsletter, Go to the bottom of any page. You can sign up for our newsletter. If you want to talk to us, we'd be delighted to have you in for a free initial consultation. That's going to do it for us today. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Enjoy this wonderful weather, and we'll be back next week with more dollars and cents.